Welcome back to Memory Jogger, right here on the Rediscover the 80s podcast channel. You've got Jason here, and of course, I'm always joined by Wyatt. I am over on this side, a little more northern, but still south of the Mason-Dixon. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing okay. Had a pretty good weekend, and I uh, feel like I just talked to you. And I think I just did on another podcast, right? <laughs> we did. And we invite you to visit us uh, later this month over at the Retro Network, where mm-hmm. we do, uh, primarily Jason and his buddies do uh, basically a drive in. So mm-hmm. they watch a movie, and I, I imagine I, I didn't watch it last year. Um, forgive me. I'm mm-hmm. late a dollar short or a year short, that, for that matter. But I imagine that the synopsis is you kind of have a show to accompany the movie. Yeah. So it's essentially doctored up to make it like we're at the drive-in, uh, the way the, the show is formatted. But uh, right now, the show is just kind of whenever we want to jump on and, and talk about a movie, if there's a hot movie or uh, you know an anniversary or something. This year, we've done uh, Rambo First Blood the very first Rambo movie that was a 40th anniversary. And then around Groundhog Day, we did Groundhog Day. So that was real fun. Uh, but the feed is uh, the Retro Network drive-in. And uh, well, I think we've got maybe a dozen or so movies up there that we've done over the years. And uh, this year, we would invite everybody to go over, like Wyatt said, over to the Retro Network uh, specifically at the end of the month, we're doing a event called TRN Summer Camp, and we're going to be um, releasing uh, articles and podcasts and videos around the theme of summer camp or summer. Actually, if you're listening to this now, we have an essay contest going on now where you can win uh, some fun prizes if you want to get in your summer camp memories or summer memories into a an article would love to have that and you can find that over on the retronetwork.com but in association with that event we decided to screen Ernest goes to camp since we and talked about Ernest so we, why not yes yeah that's exactly right uh, we were kind of brainstorming over there and I'm like well duh we just uh, talked about Ernest we've covered Ernest uh, his television show specifically in depth so hey why not go back Let's watch Ernest Goes to Camp and talk about it. So that's what we did uh, just the other night. And it'll be releasing probably that third week of June as we start uh, TRN Summer Camp, I believe, on June 20th. So somewhere around there, a little bit after that, head on over to the Retro Network and specifically the drive-in feed. And uh, you'll find us there and you can listen up. And our pal Adam, who joined us and watched Ernest goes to camp the whole way through for the first time and got his instant reaction. So that was fun having that, that perspective. Was yeah. It was great because, you know, obviously we, we try not to take everything for granted on, on it comes to eighties, but there are movies and we've talked about, especially in the scary movies episode last time that there are movies we have yet to see jaws for me. Well, this Adam had not seen Ernest goes to camp. And though I find that shocking, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. like Jason said, we get the fresh reaction. What do you think of it now? <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil that, but I will say, tell you that if you've never watched Ernest Goes to Camp, you will be spoiled if you listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. We went uh, pretty much in depth. It's hard to say, you know, be careful of spoilers when it's 
35 years ago. Uh, this is the 35th anniversary of the movie. So, yeah, I mean, it should be open game by now to spoil it. But Adam had watched and had said he had seen uh, Scared Stupid in the theater and he loves Ernest Goes to Jail. So there's other Ernest that hit him a little bit later that he had just not seen the first one. So uh, that was a really fun show to put together and hope you guys will head on over there and enjoy that. And uh, yeah, speaking of our scary movies, I did see a few comments pop up. Uh, Fortunately, I didn't put them together. I know our friend Chad Droz commented on our uh, scary movies show. And uh, I think there might've been another one over on Instagram, but yeah, we are, uh, we are kind of pausing that though tonight. We're not going to be spinning the wheel or, or doing our mystery topic tonight. There was something that's, just kind of came to mind as basically last night as we were uh, talking about Ernest and seeing it. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater with our mutual friend. And we always talk about our mutual friend, don't we? We do. I did want to comment because I, I do have the Twitter feed popped up. Chatty Drove says, I was today years old when Freddie didn't scare me anymore. That's so what that it was. was. Yeah. And he had a, a photo of him. Uh, on some kind of Japanese show or something. It was like some kind of sitcom or something. I don't know. Right. It was uh, Robert England as Freddy Krueger on a Japanese variety show. Um, (laughs) And then we had what looked like one like from uh, just an account that said N3. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we talk about uh, our mutual friend Leaf all the time, don't we? We do. And like Jason said, we just, I've thought about it off and on of doing something, and it's weird that uh, Jason that struck Jason last night. That hey, you know, we talk about him. Why not memorialize him in a way for you know right. in our way? Because how many of us can recall a friend, a mutual friend, especially in small town USA like Jason and I? Most of the time, we did not all three come together. It mm-hmm. was. Jason and Leaf got to hang out at one or the other's house or movies or wherever. But then there was, I guess, my turn as a kid. It was me and Leaf doing the, you know, going to my house or going to his house and and so forth. So, but he was the common kid for some reason for us. Yeah. So we typically reflect on him. And you've heard it even from our Meet the Hosts episode, episode one you hear us talking back and forth about him. So tonight is more of a, it's about us like usual, but maybe you can empathize in your way. Maybe you have lost someone along the way, a schoolmate mm-hmm. maybe, and this can kick up those memories too. So we're not here trying to turn on the waterworks, um, but reflect on a, on a good friend that we had and yeah. do it our, our best way by, remembering the good old days when he was still around and, and uh, we'll see where it heads off. Right. What was, right. What was your first introduction or first reaction or action rather with. Uh, I was trying to think that I was, I was just going to say before we get into that, that uh, I, I was going back and reflecting on his obituary. I found online. I had not realized it had been so long. So he was born August 11, 1977 passed away in January 12th, 2011. So that was 11 years ago, over 11 years ago now. 
he was just 33 years old. I won't go too much into family or specifics, but um, I, didn't he have some kind of heart condition or something that just yes. he was dealing with for a long time? He had, it was a heart issue, uh, I believe, from when he was a child. Okay. But none of us knew that, which was great because, you know, one, you don't need to know everybody's personal health file anyway. Right. Uh, but two, he hit it so well that we didn't know until that's what ultimately had him succumb to, you know, to the death. Uh, yeah. He was he was out shoveling snow, uh, which is a common practice in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And he disliked the fact that he could not do anything. So anything extraneous, that was something obviously your parents probably, you know, said, don't do this, don't do that, don't go running a mile, don't do this because this right. could, you know, hurt Had you. Limit- limitations, right. Exactly. So, and uh, I attended the funeral. It was actually for a whole other reason when I went up there, but I attended his funeral and um, I talked to his mother about it and she was you know, in tears, but she was quite transparent that he was out shoveling snow and he basically had felt it in his chest. He went in and if I, if memory serves me, he did not get a chance to call anybody. It happened to be, I guess a handyman or someone that, that looked after the place every now and then and found him there. And Unfortunately, it was it was too late. The downside mm. was his older brother was a first responder and happened to be there at that yeah, time on the scene. That yeah. had been uh, pretty difficult. Um, he reached out to me. It was in the early days of Facebook, so I, I think around maybe 2009 or 2010. It was shortly before he actually passed away, and I was glad to see his name pop up one day and, and, you know, for a friend request and talking back and forth. And it had been so many years. I mean, we had met him in school, but uh, he ended up leaving um, even before I think we got to high school and graduated from the local public school and then moved away. But uh, it had been so long and uh, he he was asking some rather personal questions that I was not really comfortable with. And so I didn't really connect fully back with him, you know, in a way that, oh gosh, how awesome would it have been for him to guest on the show and, you know, talk about some of these memories himself. But I kind of regretted that, you know, after I heard he passed away that I should have tried to, you know, connect a little bit better with him than I did. But the memories are there, and that's what I think kind of keeps us going along. And uh, thinking about him, we think about those, like you said, the good old days and the the times that we spent together and the the memories that we have of playing together and watching movies and all kinds of stuff. So I was trying to remember, yes, when did he uh, kind of come into our circle of friends there? Was it, uh, I guess, middle school, right? I... So I have a faint. Did he arrive at in the fourth grade or fifth grade? Because that's I arrived in the fourth grade at the school. I think he was probably the next year. I don't think it was okay. the same time as you. You and Tom came at the same time, right? Well, I, I didn't it, even know Tom. I was the new kid and didn't know anybody, and I was that shy kid. So yeah, I didn't ask anything. I just 
basically took a seat and hoped that no one yeah. noticed small, me. Small school for everybody uh, that uh, doesn't know our history. Uh, what was our graduating class? 10. So we have pretty uh, tight. School, school memories. Um, episode That's right. Seven, I think of memory jogger. We have a, a school memories and we actually detail if we were to virtually walk down the hall, we tell you where, yeah, which class yeah. was which. I think so, he came in in fifth grade, if I okay. do remember right. I couldn't remember if he was before or after me. So, yeah, that I think it was almost an instant getting to know each other friendship type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, at least for me, I don't know about you. Yeah, I think we connected pretty well. Um, I... You know, there was a few friends like you that I was a little bit more close with through the years. Leaf was eventually got there, um, but I was friendly with everybody, too. I didn't really try to push too many people away because I played sports. So I was friends with the athletic people and then I liked video games and whatever else. So I was <laughs> a little bit in with the nerdy crowd, too, and I just kind of floated where wherever uh uh i could find friends you know right um but yeah he um i don't remember connecting with him or having him up to kerwinsville so it was mainly the memories that i have are uh once we moved to clearfield which was in 1990 so that would have been around uh 13 14 years old so what seventh eighth grade in there is when uh most of my memories come popping up what about you? I mean, do you remember uh, when do you remember being over to his house or him coming over to your house the earliest? Around it was probably there, around the fifth, fifth grade or so. It was, early it was um, real early. And that was my, my home there in East End there in Clearfield. Mm-hmm. I would say he was roughly a frequent flyer. In my mind, it seemed like at least once a month he was over at my place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the vice versa. I think I was over at his place a fair amount. Um, and again, we've, we've said it before, but he lived right across the highway of 879 there from the school. So for his commute, it was awesome. He just, you know, the car didn't even get warmed up by the time he got there <laughs> in the winter. But that was also equally convenient because if, if you know, if I was going to visit him, you know, I just go home with his parents and we're right there. It's not even yeah. a two minute drive. And we, we just hang out. Um, yeah. I don't know what you did there. I, I rode the four wheelers. I begged all the time to drive one. But, <laughs> uh, he never would le- let me drive it. I don't know if he didn't feel comfortable. It's one of those liability things, but yeah, yeah, he, um, I, like I said, when I moved to Clearfield, my mom, after my parents divorced and mom got an apartment on the other side of the river there over by the mall. And I remember riding my bike over from her apartment or even sometimes walking up along the highway there across the huge bridge over the river and then over to his place. That's a little gutsy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It even was, though it's but, rural Pennsylvania, that was a fairly busy route. Yeah. But you know, on the bike and there was more of a berm or whatever. Once you get off the bridge, the bridge was really what made me nervous, but uh, I did it anyway. I had sometimes, if in high school, when if uh, we had car trouble or something, uh, I would walk home. But anyway, um, 
his place is pretty unique. So there's a there was a barn there, pretty big barn, and they had a humble trailer that was single wide. Single wide. There was a patio or, or they, a deck, a deck on one side, and then they had an addition on the back end too, right? No, what the addition was, I would almost call it a sunroom because it wasn't really like insulated or anything, and that was off to the one. All all this was on one side on the on the highway side you just saw the single wide trailer mm-hmm. on the opposing side which is up along the river there there was this sunroom like big huge almost the length of the 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 uh trailer and then there's this huge deck that jason is describing mm-hmm. right off of that uh if i remember right it there was a tree that was off to the corner and they built around that deck around it that's so right have a yeah. big seating area or whatever yeah and then it yeah. sat on top of a big huge I remember it being a tall basement. It wasn't like an eight foot, you know, typical high basement. I, for some reason, in my head it it felt taller. Maybe I was just because I was a kid. But all of his toys, it's like he cycled things too. Because you're in a single wide trailer, you don't have much room space in a room anyway. Uh-huh. But it seemed like he would periodically cycle things through because you'd come over, and at least for me, it'd come over there, and you're know, like. I didn't know you had an ask. And then the next time you're like, dude, I didn't know you had some transformers on here. So, <laughs> Yeah. He, I don't remember too much about uh, the basement or anything, but I do remember his room and his brother's bed. I mean, they're basically right across from each other and they had one of those kind of pull curtains. Accordion, accordion doors. <laughs> accordion, yep. Yeah. To uh, give him some privacy in between, but you're basically a, single walkway there in between the bed and their dressers and everything else. It was real cramped in there. Yeah. But you know, like Wyatt said, uh, they had some means. His dad was a chiropractor and he seemed to have everything that I wanted. (laughs) Pretty much. And that's why a few episodes ago, we referenced him as kind of the rich kid. I don't know that he really was a a doctor salary in Clearfield is probably double than the typical Right, family in in Clearfield, but like Jason said, he seemed to have everything that we mm-hmm. wanted. He, you know, he had the Voltron, he had the Boulder Hill. Well, actually, you had the Boulder Hill. Um, he had Fireball Island. He had the yeah. remote control car that Jason described. It's on, on a different big episode. Foot. Yeah, and you're like, where do you get all this? <laughs> and then how do you put it in this freaking little tiny trailer? Yeah. Yeah, there's some. I, mean, I think the games, the board games, he stored over in that sunroom because I remember we'd bring them up to his kitchen table. And you're right, he had the original Fireball Island. That was the only time that I played it when I was a kid. And I loved playing that. He had Crossfire. You remember that game with the marbles that you shot back and forth at each other, trying to hit the little targets, the little silver, like oh, yeah. almost like ball bearings. Yep. Uh, he had that. He had the electronic football. Did you ever play that over at his house? Did not play that, but he did have the electronic battleship, which was like oh, okay. the Cadillac of battleships. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw one in the thrift store the other day and was like, oh, I want it, but I don't know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too many board games that have problems. But anyway, yeah, I, that was the only time I ever played electronic football. And that was the, the football with the little men that was magnetized or something underneath and you turn it on and you hear that buzzing sound and they go all over 
And I can't remember how you played it, but I do remember there was a quarterback that had like a little arm motion and you put like a little foam football in his arm and you tried to hit one of the men as they go down the field. I mean, it was the electronic football was just a crazy concept, but he had that. And yeah, he had the, the Bigfoot uh, RC truck that was like gas powered, man. It was like the, the Cadillac of RC cars of the time. Oh my, I wanted to run that around so much. And <laughs> I pretty much was a, a spectator watching that. I don't remember running around on his four wheelers too much. I think we did a couple times, but we were mainly inside playing when I was over there. Now, see, I uh, remember the four wheeler was one of those got almost had to do it type of things. Uh-huh. We did that. Uh, we would play games. We'd usually play some kind of transformer or something on that. Cause yeah. if you remember how the, the single wides, at least that one was set up. So as you walked in, when we walked in, there was this big, huge long ramp and you walked into I think it was the sunroom that you walked into and then you walked in the actual door of the trailer and immediately to your right, as you're looking broadside, essentially, you got your, you got the parents' bedroom directly ahead of you is the bathroom. Then down the hall to your left would be the two bedrooms that then opened up to the living room. There was a kitchen in between i think it sat up like there was mm-hmm. a one set step yeah. up and then past that at the opposite end of the trailer was his playroom so that's where all his toys all his yeah. games if it didn't wasn't already out in that sunroom it was in there right and right, i remember right. spending a lot of time there um but on occasion like we've indicated before you know we did nes so we'd play super mario and super mario 3 out in the living room or we'd be mm-hmm. watching WWF because he had the, the collection of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think we talked about it before about monster trucks. The Bigfoot, actually the Barefoot that I referenced in that episode where he's you know out cruising on a freaking lake, it jogged my there. memory because I yeah. think that's where I saw it. I could never place where I've seen it. I just remember seeing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, had... Uh... Yeah, he had some wrestling tapes and the the monster truck tapes. I remember watching that over there. I remember watching just wrestling on TV over there. And his dad would get mad at us because we'd be out in the the living room messing around trying to put figure fours on each other and you know, just trying to do wrestling moves and making a lot of noise and uh, bouncing each other off the ground and off the furniture and stuff and he'd come out there stop playing that grab ass. <laughs> wow yeah he he did not like us horsing around too much you're but the rowdy he, ones because i him and i never got into that at all oh yeah he we loved doing that uh he put the figure four on me several times and i was like man this thing is real there ain't nothing fake about wrestling because <laughs> it hurt i actually have some photos i was over at his house right after i got my camera my first camera which was Christmas 84. So I think the pictures are dated like January 85. And um, I took pictures over at his house. He, I, I had tried to sit him down in one of the chairs in the living room. And as I took the picture, he jumped out at me. So it's this motion picture of him like jumping at the camera. I still have that. I took a picture of his tree, which it was right next to where the, TV was in the corner 
And there was some like uh, one of those Time Life music infomercials on at the time because I I see the uh, on the TV is the the phone number and stuff, the information that was at the end of the little commercial uh, when I snapped the picture. Nice. But I got a picture of his tree. I can't remember if I've got any other pictures over his house, but that's like the only, you know, actual uh, pictures I have of him. I think I might have a couple school pictures tucked away in, in one of my memory boxes. But yeah, I remember being over there watching wrestling and NES. Yeah, we had some epic battles on double dribble basketball. We got into it so much. I mean, just uh, anytime we'd go up to dunk on each other, that was the game where it was pretty basic and the players back and forth and you could easily steal the ball from each other. So we would just steal, 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 steal back and forth. And then as you got close to the basket, you would jump. And then this other picture would come on screen of the basketball players getting ready to dunk the ball. And, you know, if he dunked on you, then he was just going crazy. You know, that was the ultimate thing to dunk on somebody with that game. But we, we would have some epic battles back and forth on that. He had one of the, track and field games too because i remember playing it was one where you're you had to hit the buttons on the nes controller real fast like back and forth like to make the guy run and i somehow had the rhythm to do it and i could get him pretty much every time and he would always get frustrated because he just didn't have the coordination to to get the, the guy to run fast. So that was one game at least got up on him. And I think he had some wrestling games. And the big one, like you said, was Super Mario Brothers. Do you remember going to his birthday party when he got Super Mario Brothers 3? I do. Uh, we actually talk about it, believe it or not, in one of the other episodes. But Did we? Yeah. but Probably our it, NES games. Yeah. 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 And, and that was when he – it was his birthday party, like you said. And it was Super Mario 3, which was, you know, the – the new big to do and you get to see mario like the raccoon character fly <laughs> right right and not a one of us was allowed to play it it was his birthday and he's <laughs> gonna play his nes if he wants to type of thing but that was and, the thing like i i wanted to play so much but i was just happy watching it because it was all new and it was just amazing oh there's a frog suit there's a yeah. raccoon suit that turns you into a statue and flying and, and all that stuff. And I was just enamored with it. <laughs> I didn't mind watching that day just because there were so many people over there too, but somebody would try to jump in, I think, and play Luigi or play the second player, but it was mainly us watching him uh, play Super Mario Brothers 3 and the warp whistle, you know. Oh my gosh, it's, there's just a secret in this game to get this warp whistle, you know. And, and he knew it. And he knew the, it already. Yeah. He also got the magazine so that whatever the you know Nintendo yeah. magazine. Nintendo so Power. Yeah. He was the one that taught me all the tricks way back when uh-huh. Mario came out. So, you know, you go to the eighth block and pounce on it and it's hidden. Like, what? How did you? I read it in the Nintendo magazine. <laughs> Jeez, how do you know this? And then, you know, the warp zones. I'm like, dude. Well, you know, at least he studied up. He knew <laughs> what to do. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely good at that one, and uh, that is a one of the memories that uh, I do have was that birthday party, whatever year that would have been. I think Super Mario Brother came out in maybe ninety or ninety one. I think Mario, Mario yeah. three, yeah. 
somewhere around in there. I think it was early nineties, but <laughs> I do have another memory. We, um, uh-huh. for the life of me, I can't remember if I stayed the night, but they had a timeshare. I think it was a timeshare. Maybe they actually had a camp uh, up above Hyde there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I went there. They towed the the four wheeler out there too, and the, you know we went out there. Uh-huh. I, I'm still trying to remember if it was an overnight or if it was just a daytime thing. But anyway, we went out and go to this camp, and it's a huge building. At least what I recall, a big, huge you know, building, but we didn't do much. I mean, we were just out in the woods, goofing around, playing, uh, just running around, really, I think. <laughs> then we got bored and we decided we'd take the four-wheeler out and we go what seemed like miles. It was a long trek, but we were out somewhere and he just stopped out of nowhere. And he said that we needed to take a break because the, the gas tank needed to breathe. I'm like, what? I've never heard that before. Like, no, no, it's you're supposed to do this four wheelers every now and then. If you run them for you know an hour or two or whatever, I don't know. So he did that. And he screwed the cap off and then screwed it back on. And we started we were off and going. Which are, you know, I'm like, where was that? Coming back, thinking I wonder if his heart was, you know, acting up. Now that we know what happened, but, but your kid, geez, I was 12, 13. I don't know. And doing that. And then he spotted a snake. I still don't remember seeing the snake. He spotted the snake and dude's doing like, like the swerve. You see like, you know, uh, serpentine, serpentine, like, you know, uh, lightning McQueen, serpentine, serpentine, you know, he's all doing all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm going to fall off. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, I remember coming out there. And just hanging out up there. I don't remember the camp. The only, again, we've said it, probably uh, beat it to death with with uh, going up to the Dubois Cinema. Mm-hmm. I think it's Dubois Cinema Five is the actual name of it, and that's when we went to go see the Transformers the movie with mm-hmm. him. And you know, you know, there's not an eye that's dry in that place because you hear old Optimus dying. And I remember, and I think you were with us too. Mm-hmm, and I, I also remember going up there. I, he dude loved his land before time, because I went up there the first, <laughs> for the first and second one. With really? Him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't um, know that. So I do remember that. It was the same theater. It wasn't It wasn't down at the Ritz. What else did we do up there? Um, I've got some memory. Yeah. See, I I want to say I saw Ernest goes to camp up there at Dubois with him, and I know for a fact that I saw the Burbs with him at the Dubois theater as well. The other one movie memory that I have of him is uh, when back to the future two came out and we were down, I've told this story before too. We were (laughs) at the Ritz and the line was out the door. We ended up, uh, it was sold out for the first show. We had to stay for the second show to uh, watch it and, I remember going over to his grandparents' house there just down the way from the theater to call home and ask if it was okay. We we went to the second show instead of the first since it was sold out. And we ended up going then, staying out a little bit later, probably, you know, when we were, I don't know, 89 would have been, what, 14 years old, 13 yeah. years old. Yeah. So that was the uh, specific memory that I have, too, of watching movies with him. 
But yeah, he was into, he had all kinds of toys that I wanted beyond the board games and stuff. Like you were saying, the mask, he had mask rhino. Uh, that was, I only had the motorcycles at the time, like Condor and the uh, Piranha bike. But he had the, some of the bigger ones. I wonder. If, mm-hmm. I think he had Thunderhawk too. But the Rhino was the big one I remember interacting with and playing with. And then GI Joe, he was huge in the GI Joe. Yes, he was. He had the big black Raven jet that was just glorious. I had the Sky Striker. I don't remember if I ever brought it over to his house because I usually kept that thing at home. But that Raven was even bigger than that and had the little jet that sat on top of it. Uh, he had tons of figures and uh, other smaller vehicles, too, from Cobra mainly. And he was big into baseball cards, too. Remember that phase when we yes. were all into baseball cards? He was big into it. He had the plastic protector things. And then he actually had the glass was some of the more viable ones. Yeah. He was one of the people that I know that had that Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card from Upper Deck that oh, I was yeah. very envious, envious about. But I remember going over to Ames or Kmart and buying packs and coming back to his house and breaking them open and just seeing what cards we got, doing a little trade in here and there. But he had all the different kinds of cards, tops and upper deck, even Bowman and some of the other Fleer, the the lesser, well, I don't know if they were lesser, but the other brands of the time, he had them all and he loved baseball cards. Yes, he so did. That was another reason why i got into it so hardcore too i think because he was such a fan and we would go over to his house <laughs> yeah well that's that's the thing you know when you're you got friends that are into stuff uh, that's probably why i was never into comic books because i never had a friend that was into comic books right you know? right so yeah what else do you remember anything else in particular i do remember it was kind of a, a comical disappointment in a way mm-hmm I was, what was I doing? I, I thought another kid was it, it between him and she was kind of like a, the family friend that just showed up on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was about my age. And just because I hadn't seen her for a long time, I was eager to see her. So, and it wasn't like a dating thing or, you know, I was like nine or 10. It wasn't even, it was, <laughs> little, it was a little thing. Just, a, mm-hmm. you know, another buddy. Anyway, so I swore she was the one that called and asked to come over. Asked my mom. She said, yeah. So I'm waiting and waiting, waiting for, I think her name was Michelle. I can't remember. Anyway, and then Leaf shows up. Like, hey, how you doing? I'm here now. I'm like, uh, you're the one I remember coming. <laughs> and it wasn't like the next day or two. She called and I had to actually ask. Is this Leaf? He's like, no, no, this is Michelle. Oh, you two sounds. I didn't say this, but like, you two sound so much alike. I thought you were showing up two days ago. That's but funny. Uh, visits with him got less frequent, especially when he left for high school, the Clearfield High School. Yeah. And Jason kind of alluded to it. There, he got into a different character. Uh, he was big into at least when I remember him. He was. I called him out of the blue because I hadn't heard from him for months. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've been having fun. I've been crank calling like the Chinese restaurant and this stuff. You want to come over and hang out and 
Trying to call them. I'm like, not really. They're not the leaf I remember. You know, just hang around with the four wheelers and stuff. And then up until recently, he did the same thing to me. He reached out to me, a f- geez, a few days before his passing. And mm-hmm. again, it was it, the character was completely different. Um, right. It was like you, I was welcome to, to see him and talk to him, but just the questions were, and I don't remember it, but they were quirky. They were out of the blue, like, dude, are you drinking at this time? Or Yeah. yeah. And I, I use that as a, as a joking metaphor, but, you know, it just was out of character for him. But what he did say was that he, his cat, um, she's just had oh, it in my gosh, house. Yeah. Um, Mortimer. Yes. I was going to say Morris, but yes, Mortimer, Mortimer, the cat. And we know we knew him. We were kids when that cat was still alive. So he was like, what, three, four years old then. Yeah. So 20 yeah. some years later, this kid, this cat is, cat you know, just... this is the epitome of nine lives. He's lived it. Um, so I'm like, what Mortimer? Just no, not that cat. I mean, cats live like 10, 15 years. No, Mortimer just passed away. I'm like wow, I mean, that's why you're reaching out because your long lost buddy just finally, or your buddy just finally went. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. He, I did read on his obituary that he loved animals and was. Uh, he went to college for a little bit. I'm not sure if it was to be a vet or be involved with you know uh, animals in some way, but yeah, he loved that cat, man. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it was an outdoor cat too, even though it was one of those, the, it was right. the, 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 you see the TV trope of, of, or character of cat, you know, let the cat off for the night. Well, he was a barn cat. So yeah. at night, yes, they let the cat wander around, wander around, but he, you know, and it was free, very free willed, you know, the doors there, cat wanted to come visit. Great. He didn't. Oh, well. You know, right, right. Now, most of the time they hung out in that sunroom, if I remember right. That's right. But yeah, it was um, that cat. That was the last thing I remember is that, you know, Mortimer. <laughs> yeah. Mortimer the cat. All right. Well, I think I, uh, I don't think I have anything else that it's coming to mind uh, specifically as, as far as memories go. But we went through quite a bit. I mean, just all the stuff that he had and it was just a fun time hanging out every time we were over there and and i'm sure uh, we'll talk about him more throughout the podcast you know memories quite often oh, kick yeah. up and we'll yeah. say oh yeah our mutual friend leaf and we've well, i think we've talked about it before he, see his true name was walter and it but it was the same name he was walter the fourth so is that family seemed to carry a a, a, a tree type i don't know nickname he was leaf his dad was Twig. And I know I've said it before as a joke, but I did often wonder what his granddad's name was. Was it Trunk or Root or, you know, you know some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you just, you know, you, you things you wonder, but I never asked the question. Hey, uh, Mr. Grandpa, what's your nickname? I just yeah. never thought about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. we commonly call him Leaf because that was everybody knew him by Leaf. Yeah, not Walt Walter. They knew him by Leaf until he's an adult. Now he did say, "I do remember." Uh, I think when he was high school, he wanted to drop that. He said, "Just call me Walt." Okay, so I did. Hmm. 
Well, that was uh, that was fun. Just yeah, trying to give him a little memorial since we reference him so much during the show and have referenced him already, and I'm sure we will as memories are jogged again and uh, some of the things that we experienced with him uh, was just very fun. A great childhood that we had and a great friend that he was mm-hmm. uh, during that and stingy at times with his toys, but for the most part, we, you know, we got to play along, which was really fun uh, to have, you know, access to a lot of the stuff that we didn't have. And um, yeah, he was a fun friend uh, uh, make memories with, I guess you would say. Right. So that's, you know, this episode and we'll get back to our uh, mystery episodes next time, but uh, just wanted to pause and give him a proper uh, goodbye. I guess you'll say or memorial as we talk about him so much here on the show. Right. And though this could have been seen as a somber episode, we hope that we've remembered a dear friend of ours and given him a memorial and, and maybe we've stirred up a reflection of someone you knew that, might have uh, passed or given you pause. If you care to provide us with a, a comment in our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com, please do so. Let me Again, just say one thing before yes. we go. If you have a friend like that, maybe, and you haven't talked to them in a while, maybe you're not on Facebook. I know a lot of people are, and some are just hesitant to go digging too deep, but try to reconnect with that friend because just as we experience, you just never know when things will happen. People pass away and you may never get the chance. So I'm not trying to be too melodramatic here, but I'm saying is uh, if you've got some great memories of uh, childhood memories of a friend and you haven't connected with them in decades, uh, try reaching out, just see what happens and where it goes from there. Maybe it won't happen. You know, like I said, uh, not everybody's on Facebook. Not everybody wants to be found. But just take a chance, you know, and uh, stir up some of those memories like we've been doing on this show. It's been really fun. And like I said, it was kind of regretful that that happened so quickly and we didn't get a chance to reconnect. But uh, maybe you'll have a a friend out there that you can reconnect with, too. Exactly. Like I said, if you feel free, you're welcome to share with us. Like I said, on We Discover the 80s or social media accounts. Obviously, you don't have to, but especially on this type of episode, but you're welcome to. Don't forget, you can also leave us a comment via our voicemail at Telby. And on behalf of Jason, I'm Wyatt, and we welcome you to join us next time on another episode of Memory Jogger, the podcast. Memory Jogger.